0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Red Beard Outdoors podcast. This is Jonathan, your host. And here at Red Beard Outdoors, you know the three things we talk about. Faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. And uh, just have an awesome guest for you guys today. His name is Jeff Bynum. If you've never heard of him before, you should go look him up. He's a great guy that helps out in the financial world, especially if you're a hunter. Uh, You don't want to leave your family stranded while you're gone. You know, that can cause a lot of tensions. It can ruin a hunt. Uh, but more than anything, you're not leaving your family taken care of. And that would be the most important reason why you should reach out to Jeff. Uh, he's such an awesome guy. He'll be able to review some things with you, um, give you a little bit of a, a consultation, if you will. And um, we'll go into that a little bit more. But basically, Jeff is just an awesome fellow ginger that uh, I met at Elk Shape Camp last year. And had the opportunity to have him on the podcast while we were at the hunting expo. I apologize if the audio is a little quiet. I this was my first in-person recording. So I was trying to figure out all my audio stuff while having an awesome conversation. And to me, the content was more important than figuring out the the details there at the place. So uh, listen in. Hope you guys get some amazing information out of this hope you enjoy a good conversation with a good friend of mine and uh yeah as you guys know i don't run ads Um, i leave links down below to companies that i either work with or that i've used and again if you're going to go buy gear for the outdoors whether it be backcountry food or backpacking food hunting food whatever it is that you need uh, you can go check out the links down below might as well save some money if you're already purchasing it anyway uh, go ahead and get on that, guys. And without further ado, here is Jeff Bynum. All right, guys, I've got here one of my really good friends, Jeff Bynum, and uh, he is associated with Elk Shape Camps, which you hear me talk about all the time. And uh, he does an awesome job there, giving some advice and helping everyone who's in the outdoors to live better. So, uh, yeah, Jeff, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about who you are and uh, in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, man. Well, First, let me just come out of the gate and say that you know uh, you're a motivating motivating factor in my life. One particular area, we're both gingers, and <laughs> I've I've admired the ginge beard for a long time. Ever since I met you, I was like, man, I gotta I gotta get up the cojones to, to try it. So uh, here we are in uh, Salt Lake City at the expo, and I, I guess I'm I'm wearing the, the ginge beard. But uh, no, man, it's good to talk with you. So. Uh, who, who am I? (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of an anomaly in a bunch of different worlds. I'm not the greatest hunter. I'm not the greatest athlete. Uh, I'm not the greatest financial advisor, but I'm decent at most of those things. Um, and, uh, ultimately, you know, I, I, yeah, I do a lot of work with the oak shaped community. Um, and, uh, I got, I I stumbled my way into the financial services world in 2009 after losing everything I owned and trying to make sure that wasn't going to happen again. And, over the years got fed up with the industry and I ended up um almost walking away like I think it was 2015 I was looking at my life I was 40 pounds heavier than I am now stressed out anxiety meds like it stu- wasn't good and uh and I almost left the financial services world like walked away from being a financial advisor and I looked at it and said you know well outside of church and family, all I do is hunt and fish. And what about the hunting and fishing community? And, you know, I, I probably read some book about chasing your dreams or something like that. And, uh, so I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go be the financial advisor for the outdoor industry. And, um, you know, honestly it was, (laughs) it started on LinkedIn for me and I connected with a bunch of people in the outdoor industry and started talking and eventually built clients. And, uh, we, we moved from Texas to Sandpoint, Idaho. I'm up in North Idaho and um, I was flying to ATA one year and sat down, and some angry little short dude sat down next to me, and I looked up, and I was like, I know that guy. That's that's Dan the Fitness Man. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he calls me his Klingon, and he hasn't been able to get rid of me since. So... <laughs> <laughs> But no, awesome. Dan has, Dan has become a, more of a brother to me. He, you know, he, he loves, I'm, I think I'm his favorite whipping boy, which I'm good at. I'm a ginger, that's you know, so that's stepchild. <laughs> like I got, I check all the boxes for being known how to take a beating. Um, so, uh, but no, Dan and I rep- recorded a couple podcasts. If you guys haven't heard those where I like, I can't get too deep into the financial stuff on this podcast cause compliance love to tear them apart, but, Dan and I did venture that one. So there's some good podcasts out there on ElkShape where we talk about money. If you guys if you guys want to just learn some basic stuff, but we did that and those were t- to this day one of his most popular podcasts. So when he started doing ElkShape camps, um, money has always been something that he has preached. You know, being fiscally fit, and he asked me to join. I did. I I, I came to the second camp that he ever did, uh, and it it was perfect it went great and got some good clients out of it and have been at every camp since helping people just think about how to be smart with money and you know building hunt budgets and you know all the normal stuff all the stuff that's not fun and exciting but as husbands and fathers stuff that we like we need to make sure we have our 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 stuff dialed in life so um yeah that's uh Big picture. I do i do a a lot of hunting. Um, not as much killing as I'd like. Uh my daughter started killing this year. That was exciting. She shot her first deer, a nice three by three mule deer buck. Little little turkey man she got. I can't believe it. It took me till I was thirty two to kill my first mule deer buck like that. And uh so, um, but yeah, I I I sent some arrows this year and (laughs) had a few few unfortunate things happen, but uh thankfully our freezer is not empty, so uh, you know I, I didn't uh, I didn't go on a have to go on a killing and spree and kill a bunch of does or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of all over the place. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> good, man.
0: So that's definitely something that um, you know was interesting to me about Elk Shape Camp, and that's one of the reasons why I was drawn to Elk Shape Camp was because they did talk about the financial side of things. Uh, most people are okay with just leaving their families and the bills and everything and just going out and hunting because that's quote unquote their time. Mm -hmm. Right. But in all reality, when you have a family, you've got people depending on you. Um, you have to make sure that they're taken care of. And I always thought that that was super interesting that, that he involved you in the camp and, uh, I was going to ask you how you met him, but you explained that, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's a little angry man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta
1: get I got I gotta get him back a little bit. He mentioned in front of sixty people last week at Vortex how I uh, messed up a frontal shot on a bull elk. So I'm I'm still a little salty oh, about that. But that was this year, wasn't <laughs> it? That was this year. Yeah, oh, that, was, that wound's still fresh. See, in yeah. My heart. So
0: I, I had a I had a frontal shot at about I, I want to say it was 25 yards. Okay. And I decided to not take it that's because a smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think it was either because I saw you video or because of what they taught us at camp but yeah i um i ended up not tagging out because you know i missed that bull but uh
1: that's that's honestly that's a good decision this was this was eight yards and you know everybody's like would you do it again and what i would do again is i would make sure that my bow sight is (laughs) set because uh that north idaho brush and you know we tell people at camp like you got when you're hunting thick heavy country you got to check your bow every day and i didn't my sight had come loose and like in my mind, controlled shot, like I had Joel Turner in the back of my head, like every arrow is a perfect arrow. And, um, and, uh, sent that arrow and it hit a foot high and, you know, got six inches, six inches of penetration it hit straight in the collarbone of an elk. And it was like, it was gut wrenching. So check your arrows or check your bows, like make sure your stuff stays on where, where you set it.
0: Yep. No, for sure. And that, that's funny. It's, it's easy to, you know, to go to camp and then not think about it when you're out in the field right and uh yep. yeah I remember I remember watching that and seeing that you you your sight was off yeah. it wasn't that you were off, but you know the gear yeah. and so that that's rough man, but um, that's
1: that's still my failure ultimately that's on me because I knew better than that, and uh, as soon as I saw it, I was just like
0: oh I screwed that up. Well, it's not like you're surrounded by a bunch of experts that t- talk to you about it all the time, right? Yeah, no. It's
1: not, it's <laughs> not like I have been been hunting elk for tw- uh, 22 years. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, That's awesome. That's yeah.
0: awesome. So, um, with, uh, on the outdoor side of things, did you grow up in the outdoors? You grew up in Idaho? Uh,
1: so, so, I grew up really close to Idaho. I grew okay. up in northeast Washington mm. State. Um, yeah, and from the time, like, so I'm old. Uh, and and uh, so, from the time I, I could work shovel snow, buck bales mow lawns <clears throat> I was buying hunting gear um, got my first 22 when I was seven years old and by the time I was nine years old like I was hunting deer uh, mostly rifle hunting my buddy I actually got started in archery about 11 or 12 years old um, and I didn't have my own bow my buddy best friend who was left-handed he had a bow and so I learned how to shoot archery in the first couple years I was shooting a left hand my buddy's left-handed bow that wasn't set up for me at all but um, we, I think we killed a couple things like every now and then it wasn't it it wasn't like we were being successful consistently, but uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I grew up in the outdoors, and um, it's interesting because I've always like I, I grew up hunting, I grew up fishing, I grew up, I, I grew up snowboarding, I grew up camping, and like dirt biking, and all these different things. And when I after my daughter was born, um, and my wife was pregnant with our son, I started looking at my life and realizing as like a, as a father, like oh, all of these hobbies, one, they all require money and they're not getting cheaper. Um, I'm a gear snob, so like I'm not buying cheap stuff. Um, two, the most important resource we have in our life is not money, it's our time. And these all require time. And um, I made a decision to kind of look at my life and I was praying about it and I was like, okay, what was the most impactful thing like shaped who I am? And it all came down to hunting and like there's something special that happens when you go out and harvest your own animal and process your own food and you sit there and you feed a family you 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 provide nourishment for your family like there's it's part of our dna like i think every person should go through that process and get get close connected to where their food's at and i looked at it it was my favorite memories growing up so i was like okay i'm setting everything else aside i'm gonna focus from a hobby activity standpoint on the hunting world and um, you know, honestly, that's when I started elk hunting a whole lot more, um, and that was like 2006. I think I killed my first bull in 2001, and it was it, it was cool, but um, it wasn't until 2006, 2007, where I like kind of lost my mind from a hunting standpoint so but it all it really did it all revolved around family like for me this hunting is something I'm raising my kids from the time I could carry them into the woods and take them hunting they've been hunting with me um uh, you know my my kids hunt they've been they're now killing their own animals and um you know, Dan has always talked about finite September and all of that, but the last few years, like I haven't killed an elk in a couple of years because I've been calling for all my buddies (laughs) and I almost enjoyed, like, I need to, I need to kill an elk. Like guys, I need to kill an elk this year. This is getting bad, but, um, (laughs) but you know, the learning how to enjoy other people's success, I think for me is just as fulfilling as, as killing an elk. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I, I guess, how I grew up and got it got to where I'm at. That's awesome. A so
0: I haven't been to Washington. Um, yeah. I've heard good and bad. <laughs> I've heard really good things about the, the west side, right? Not the east side. The east side's a lot more dry. Um, is that kind of how it is?
1: Hmm. So uh, Washington is an absolutely beautiful state. Hmm. Uh, through and through, like, it, it has so many different environments there. Um, so the very eastern side is very like Rocky Mountain mountainous, and then you get into kind of what people still call Eastern Washington, mm. but it's really Central Washington. Okay. Is a lot of ag, big canyons, desert. Uh, you've got the Columbia River that flows through the middle of the state and cuts it in half and then you go get into the Cascade mountain range. And so then the east side of the Cascade mountain range is is very like western style mountains. The west side of the Cascade Mountain range is like a rainforest okay So you get all of these crazy different environments that you can hunt in. Um, there's a great game in Washington State uh the the entire state is controlled politically by Seattle and um so you can put two and two together and, <laughs> and and just assume what's happened in that state i think yesterday i saw that uh high capacity magazines anything over like 8 rounds is now illegal and um i mean they this the state is not the state that i grew up in it was amazing to grow up there uh, it, it, all kinds of opportunity tons of hunting and today I have clients all over Washington state and every single one of them want to leave. Mm. um, It's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. You don't ever hear that from Dan either, that he wants to leave Washington and move to Idaho. He never says that. No,
1: he never talks about (laughs) that. We never have that in our conversations financially planning for him. Like, uh, yeah, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's got a pretty sweet setup at his house, but but, uh, outside of his little ranch, you know, uh, he's built
1: a good little commune for himself. He's kind of got all the boxes he can check right there (laughs) in his backyard. So, yeah.
0: And Uh, I imagine you had, you had a lot to do with that.
1: You know, Dan, a lot of Dan's success happened before I started working with mm-hmm. him. Um, you know, if, if you've followed Dan for any amount of time, you know, he. Uh, you've, you've probably heard him bef- pre Jeff Bynum. Uh, you've heard him talk a lot of Dave Ramsey stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good Dave Ramsey stuff out there from a principal standpoint, but then the application of those principles has to be measured and tested and backed up with math and science. And a lot of what may be financially appropriate for a household that's making $40,000 a year for someone that is like works in a factory is not appropriate for someone that's self-employed that's making, you know, three or four times that amount that has a completely different financial profile. And Mm so, um, you know, Dan, Dan did a lot of the hard work before I started working with him and and did a really good job paying down debt. And, um, you know, once, once he kind of, once we started working together and he really went from being a business owner in the gym, CrossFit world to full-time elk shape, like, I I talked with him and he changed a bunch of strategies. A a lot of it had to do with just hanging on. And he doesn't doesn't mind I share this because he shares this stuff. But a lot of it just had to do with like, hey, you could write a check and pay off your mortgage. But, you know, going from being employed to unemployed, tying up all of this liquidity in your home, the roof over your head that's not an asset, like that's a key distinction, your home, Mm -hmm. the roof over your head is not an asset, may limit your ability to be successful in business. And so there was a lot of paradigm shifts for him that uh that i was able to have a positive Hmm. impact to and and uh you know i get to i get to be a part of behind the scenes for him but dan is dan's probably one of the most self-disciplined men that i know you know it's it's um, you know, and I hope this doesn't just turn into a raw, raw Dan conversation, but, um, you know, he's, he's as much of a positive influence in my life as I get to be in his. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so it's, it's pretty cool. As you know, man, we have to surround ourselves with good brothers that are like in life, being real, going through the the trenches. You and I were just talking about this, Mm -hmm. like, you know, about our wives and life. It's like, yeah, it's real. It's not It's not all unicorns and rainbows, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no,
0: I, I agree with that 100%. And, and I think a lot of people can get wrapped up in that, in the, the Insta-famous and yeah. uh, YouTube-famous and, like, all those things. They don't see the behind-the-scenes and the work that people have put in. Yep. And that's one thing that I really like about what you guys have done with Elk Shape um, and why I was drawn to that brand. Yeah. And then getting to know you guys last year, and I'm excited for Camp again this year because um, the knowledge behind it is just incredible. you know what you guys share yeah and um well that's awesome so so you grew up in Washington uh you chose to cross over the border (laughs) and (laughs) go to Idaho roundabout
1: (laughs) man I've lived all over the place I went I lived five years in in Wyoming and then spent 15 in Seattle and then four down in Texas and we've been up in Idaho uh, for just about four years now so awesome um, I wanted to get back to that you know, I, I don't know if you'd call it Pacific Northwest, but an area that there's public lands, there's good hunting, there's four seasons. Uh, I have gone snowboarding a few times this year, and like it feels good to go do that. And my kids are old enough, and they're enjoying that, so we're taking them out now. And um, but yeah, we we've we really like Idaho. It's it's great. We're in a we're in a super cool little place. Uh, it's called Boise. Go to Boise. <laughs> so. It's not Boise, that's right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was so. gonna say I've been to Boise. And I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> um,
0: but that's cool. Yeah, I'd love to go up and, and hunt sometime up in Idaho. I'm, I'll probably make it up there, not this year, but uh, but the following year is mm-hmm. what I'm looking at. Um, I just had other priorities going on with school and oh, yeah. switching jobs that's and doing thing, all that. stuff yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where where you can't just focus. I'm not. I'm not able to just focus on hunting right now. Right. But I'm wanting to set up the foundation so that I can yeah. make that a bigger part of my life, yep. you know, in the future. So um, that's awesome. And then with your family, so you're, you're married, you have how many kids? Two kids. I got uh, both my kids. Most of my daughter's turns 12 in a couple of weeks. My son's birthday is
1: like two days later. He turns nine. I think he's turning nine, eight. Eight and eleven, yet yeah. yes, nine. I don't know. They're getting okay, they're getting get old. So, uh, my daughter's the killer out of the group. Uh, she, you know, I've had her out hunting with me since she was three years old. Um, you know, the first the first hunt, I was hunting ducks in the Puget Sound in Washington State. Cold it was like fourteen degrees over there, and I bundled her in every snowsuit we had and hot hands and all this stuff. And I, you know, I put her on my shoulders and I pack her out. It was like a mile and a half out to where we were going to hunt, and sitting there, and I told her like hey as soon as you're cold we're done like this is all about you I just want you to come experience this and so we're sitting there it's like 45 minutes after light no ducks are flying That's just like oh this isn't good and I look over and she's shivering you know her little ginge face is still my favorite photo and and uh, I said hey okay let's go and she says dad you haven't shot anything yet and uh, I say it's okay, honey. And she's like, no, I like, I want to see you shoot something. I was like, okay, we'll stay. And like, God sent us a duck. Um, <laughs> and so duck came in, I shot it and uh, hit the water. She's picking up her stuff and already started heading to like starting to walk. I'm like, hold on, we got to get the duck still, honey. But, um, she's, she's been with me on many adventures. My boy loves it too. Uh, he, he's, so we do like, I grew up, picking mushrooms, mm. uh, morel mushrooms. Like yeah. we love mushroom and huckleberry picking. And so he's all about going out shed hunting and picking mushrooms and stuff. And, um, so, uh, I have like, and I'll share this with you guys. Cause this is, if, if you guys have young children, and you're passionate about the outdoors and you want to you want to have your kids enjoy the outdoors, don't do it how I was brought in. I don't know how like I actually ended up enjoying the outdoors because it was all about like we gotta kill something, don't make a noise. Like it was stressful. I remember multiple hunts as a kid where like I wasn't having a good time. And when I started taking my kids hunting, like there's a difference when I take my kids hunting versus me. My priorities completely change. My goal every single time taking the kids out is to is to have them fall in love with the experience fall in love with the process enjoy being out there when the sun rises enjoy the sounds of the birds and like stars and and you know clouds and like all everything just like learn how to enjoy being in nature and over time that turns them into cold-blooded little killers like my daughter <laughs> but you've got to get that you've got to get them hooked on being out there first and and so you know the, our first hunts are, hot chocolate and snacks, things that I would never, I mean, maybe it might take some hot chocolate every now and then hunting, but, uh, um, things that, you know, it, this has nothing to do with me actually going out and shooting something. This is just, Hey, I want my kids to enjoy and love this experience. And over time, uh, everything else will develop. So, that's my advice for raising kids and, and teach them how to hunt.
0: Yeah, I was going to say so you don't take them out 10-mile hike, backpacking, <laughs> make them carry their packs and have the tent.
1: And I, there there has been a few of those. <laughs> like uh, we we've we've gone probably and that tends to be more like uh, probably when we're mushroom hunting. My wife is my wife has learned like if we go mushroom hunting, which she did not grow up doing. But she's like, I, she was really, she needs to tell me like, Hey, we're done probably about two hours before we're actually mm. done because it's, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. So, um, but, That's,
0: uh, yeah, I get that with kids. It's, um, and I think, I don't know, my, my kids are pretty good about hiking and stuff. I mean, it just depends on the day. It yeah. really does. Depends yeah. on the day. Depends on the snacks. Depends on if they <laughs> slept well. Like yeah. it only depends on a handful of things. Right? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I get that a hundred percent. It's cool that you get them involved. Um, and, and I, I like that advice that you're not putting a gun or an, a bow, crossbow, whatever, in their hands the first time they're going out hunting. They're yeah. going out with you. They're, they're getting the experience and learning how to spot animals maybe, yeah. um, but just being outside yep. in general. Yep. And I, I like that. Um, there was multiple times this year where with my kids, uh, we didn't see an animal. Yeah. You know, and then there's other times where we're driving down the road and there's deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so, uh, but yeah, just getting them out there, I think that's a big deal. Um, so, for you, uh, how has fitness played into your life?
1: Oh wow, we're we're going there. Huh? Oh yeah, we're going there. <laughs> okay. Well, um, God, you know, I I had a pretty rough like ten years. Like I got out of high school. I uh, grew up working farms, but I started writing construction, working my way through construction, and I beat myself up pretty good. I've had back problems my whole life, and um, I've allowed those issues to probably hold me back. Like, I've used it as a crutch at times in life, um, and there's times in life where it legitimately has held me back. So, uh I've been on like this journey of trying to figure out how I can stay consistent. And that's my biggest challenge. Like, you know, this. I've watched you change, transform your life. Like, you have to figure out how to stay consistent. And um, I went, I I was fairly consistent for probably four or five years doing CrossFit. Um, There was was a photo. I went on a dove hunt in Texas and we shot shot a bunch of doves. And um, we're standing there, took a photo. And like that photo for me, when I see it, that was my heaviest. It was almost 220 pounds. Mm. And, um, I was ashamed. Like I just could not believe I never, I never saw myself that way. Um, I'm not a tall guy and it wasn't 220 pounds of muscle. It was tacos. Uh, so, um, so that was about 35. And I realized like I had that light bulb go off, like, Hey, if I want to be enjoying these experiences, I want to be hunting elk consistently for the next 25 years. Like there's no way this can be my life. Um, I have to make changes. And so, um, it's been a lot of like two steps forward, one back. Over uh, that was seven years ago. Um, you know, I, I I did. I think we were, we were talking about this before we started recording, but like a little version of seventy five hard last year. Um, I guess I call that seventy five week. <laughs> um, seventy five easy. Seventy five easy. Yeah. Uh, you know. Light. It, yeah, it was seventy five light. Like um, I was remodeling this crazy house we bought, so I didn't it, like. I had some legit time constraints, and and but still, I got. I got down to a weight that, like, I haven't been since I graduated high school. Um, and I was working seven days a week, like 14, 15 hours a day, remodeling this house for us to move into. And so it, there was a lot of crazy stuff about that. But I've I've fluffed up a little bit since then. Um, but still, I look at it, and if I look at the, the overall journey um, – you know, this, I'm not one of those guys. It's just like, like Dan, if he doesn't work out, cause I've seen enough, I've spent enough time where I'm like, he goes two or three days. Like he gets off. He, if he is not like breaking a sweat, I'm not that guy. I could eat tacos for like a week straight and be happy. Um, so for me, it really, I really have to lean into my community to stay, to stay consistent. Um, and I think that's, that's a lot of the way like life is uh, in different areas for us. Like it, it, it takes brotherhood. It takes people that hold us accountable, and so um, this this community has been really good for me for that. Um, most of my problem is nutrition based. Like, I like to eat, so uh, you know it's. Uh, but again, I I am on a path. I'm not where I want to be in the fitness side of things. Um, I, I kept getting hurt last year in CrossFit and which I love the intensity. I love CrossFit. I think it's one of the best exercise or workout methods out there. Um, but I kept getting hurt and I kept stopping and stopping and stopping. And it's just like, it's so hard to stop and start CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was pretty discouraging. So I'm like bJ uh, BJ Cable, who's my right hand in my practice, manages everything. you know he he's got a lot more experience in a traditional gym, which is what I used to do years and years ago. so we're we're kind of figuring out, okay, what can we do that we can just stay consistent and try to avoid some injuries so that I don't have to take six, eight weeks off and start again?
0: yeah yeah, and I, I definitely think that that's one of the most difficult things in fitness. Or in anything in general, with relationships, with uh, with finances, yep. if you're not consistent, it falls off the bandwagon. Yeah. It's it's easy to get off that track and. For someone like you, who's very financially minded, versus me, who's a spender. Um... <laughs> oh, I'm a spender, too. Right, Don't okay. get me wrong.
1: I know the answers. I, right, I have right. the same trouble following them as the rest of the spenders in my life. There you go. <laughs> there so... you go. So you get it. You get it. My yeah. wife's the saver.
0: Yeah. And I know usually it's flip-flopped. Usually yeah. the wife's the spender and the husband's the saver. But, um, yeah, that that's something that I have to work at. Yeah. And if I'm not on it, I could easily spend two, three paychecks in a day, like, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and not think twice about it yeah. and be like, oh, I'll just work it off, yeah. you know, it's... and it's not the same. Yeah. Right. And so, um, with fitness is the same thing. You got to find, you know, that thing that you're consistent with. Um, for me, I noticed that I'll hit these plateaus where, um, like weightlifting did it for me for a while, yeah. but I was kind of getting complacent and yeah. I was becoming the guy that was looking at his phone more than he was working out. Sure. And my intensity was not, yeah, was not there. Yeah. And so I had to switch it up, and I, was, I finally, after dragging my feet, um, decided to go to CrossFit.
1: How long? And, yeah, I was going to say, because CrossFit's new for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: since um, uh, I should have marked the date. But I want to say it was right after elk season, so okay. October, yeah. November time frame. Yeah. So yeah, just a couple months. <clears throat> I, I love the Olympic lifts. I've never I, – I had a, a shoulder injury yep. um, that kept me from wanting to do things overhead mm. for a while. And so the weightlifting helped me rehab it. And, like, I used to laugh at people that warmed up and, like, use bands and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And now, like, it's a staple yeah, for me. absolutely. <laughs> um, I have no more crunching in my shoulders. I can lift more than I've ever lifted over my head. Yep. Um, and I can't remember what. I, I should know my PRs. I don't keep track of them like I do. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, I'm, I'm able to do snatches now and all the yeah, other lifts. Yeah, and, and that's cool. And, uh, and not have any pain. Yeah. So... Yeah. The mobility,
1: like it, it really is, you know, I, I used to judge CrossFit the same way as probably everybody else, like oh, a bunch of muscle heads just trying to get <laughs> hurt and all this stuff. And then I did it and it's healed a lot of my issues and it's the mobility side of it. It's, Hey, you can't do this unless you work on your mobility. It is not just how much can you PR It's, mm-hmm. Hey, are you flexy? Are you bendy? Like, can you, can you get your hands over your head? Can you do handstand walks? Like, and all that stuff has had a really positive mm-hmm. impact on me. I'm I, I've never been flexible, but I'm more flexible now than I've ever been. And, right. um So I think like my goal is to to be kind of in the middle somewhere, um, and because I've I've done enough of the programming and CrossFit and understand mm-hmm. that like I can I can still create some intensity in a traditional gym, um, and but just know the movements like, Oh, this is how I always hurt my back. So let's, let's not do that. Right. (laughs) So,
0: um, well, I do know a guy, uh, his name's Dan. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does he do fitness? Yeah. Uh, Uh, no, but, but really though, like it it is about finding what works for you, what works best for you because you don't want things to, um, to, to fall off. Right. And, and that consistency, just like I said, with, and then with relationships, Um, With your kids, with your spouse, with friends. Like, if you're not feeding into their lives Mm. and you're just take, 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 like that, that's hard, you know? And it's the same with nutrition, fitness, and just like everything else. So um, I I hear you on that. And it's – I I understand – that it's easier for you to like not go to the gym, but like I've had coworkers <laughs> that will say things to me like you didn't get a good workout this morning. Did you? Yeah. You know, Cause they know this, I don't drink coffee, yeah. but if I don't have a good workout in, yeah, your whole day's day is messed oh, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm starting behind, <laughs> behind the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that's awesome. So, uh, you've talked about how you get your family involved in the outdoors. Uh, I loved your advice on getting kids into hunting. Um, this last year so, I know you, you had some bad experiences uh, in hunting, Some good, some bad, yeah. But what was a highlight for you? What was something that, that you could highlight from the um,
1: season? I mean, it was, it, like, my favorite moment was when my daughter got that buck. Uh, and <clears throat> so I, I was, what was I doing? Was I elk hunting? I think I was elk hunting when I found, like, this little pocket of mule deer. And mule deer season was, like, a week away, rifle mule deer season. And... Um, So I was like, these deer are staying within like a 400 yard section on this slope. And you can, and there's a road that goes right through them. And so I was like, I'm going to bring my daughter in here. We're going to find, and there were like four forkies and a spike Mm -hmm. in there. So I was like, perfect. We're going to go shoot a little mule deer buck, drive up. They stood there like 20 yards. So the opener, of course, there's people everywhere. The deer are there. Um, And, and by like mid morning, we finally find one of these little bucks. A couple of them had gotten shot already and uh, it was, I, I'd, I'd had her practicing out to a hundred yards. And so she was shooting like a three inch group at a hundred yards for, uh, she was an 11 year old girl like yeah. this, this. She's, she's That's doing good. good. She's That's doing good. good. Yeah. It's more than most guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's seriously. So, um, this buck st- steps out on this hillside, and she jumps up and we get the gun on it and she's on the gun. And I'm like, and I, and I'd range it. It was 120. And, uh, you know, I told her like, Hey, it's okay. Like you I want you to take your time. You gotta be confident in your shot. And like we talked about confidence in shooting and all this stuff. And she made the decision not to take the shot because she wasn't she didn't feel stable enough mm-hmm. and she didn't want to make a bad shot. And like, yeah, we killed a buck. Told you that. But that moment right there, like that bit of maturity that showed up in her that oftentimes I see growing men F up, mm-hmm. like that for me was, was probably my favorite moment of our entire season was just watching her to make like big girl decision <laughs> so awesome. it was pretty cool
0: that is awesome yeah so and that reminds me of um, another guy Lampers mm-hmm. had a similar experience with his daughter Yep, and that just tells me that you're doing it right yeah. you know that, that the fact that you didn't put the pressure on like shoot 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 yeah she's already doing that to herself yep. it's already in her head oh yeah her heart raced through the roof yeah it's her first buck right that oh be yeah her first year. and yeah. so and and seeing that through the scope even now like for some people they can't control like what you were saying yep that trigger pull and everything and so um the fact that you were able to help her understand like it's okay if you say no mm-hmm. right you have that there that is an option yeah and for all you out there listening that is an option. Like, you don't sometimes have to it is the the your trailer. best option. Like yeah. that's,
1: like, if you've ever been on a bad recovery, like it sucks. Mm-hmm. It is not a cool experience. The last thing you want to do is send a bad arrow. Yep. So, um, yeah, that was, that was, I was super proud of her. Like she, she just like, I, I mean, I already hold her on a pedestal, but she's, yeah, well, yeah, she's your daughter. Yeah. sure, she, yeah. <laughs> she's
0: my ginge. I call her my ginge. Uh, so <laughs> she's my ginge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you on that one, man. Yeah. That's, uh. That's amazing. That's a great experience. And that, that's cool that that's your highlight. And it, that just goes back to something that you said earlier about um, you love seeing other people's success. Yeah. You know, and uh, I had that similar experience where I I held and then didn't end up taking the shot at yeah. that moment. I ended up taking it later and hitting a stump <laughs> instead <laughs> because I'd been holding at full draw for two minutes. Um, but I didn't take that frontal because yeah. I wasn't comfortable with it. And yeah. I knew in the back of my head um you know i haven't met Joel turner but you guys talking about it's like that you're going to here in like ra- two weeks oh, okay, yeah, the get boys, ready yeah. <laughs> um and and then just knowing like going through the shot process yeah and staring down that elk like yeah. it was literally looking right at me oh yeah and just knowing like i know i could but i don't have to yeah and i'd rather not injure the animal yeah. Yeah. you know and uh and yeah that that that's awesome dude that that's a that's a really good highlight um yeah. What would you say three things that drive you on a daily basis? What are three things that drive you on a daily basis? Oh, Jesus. One of these questions.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I know what the right answer should be. It should be like, oh, my faith, no my right family, answer. my finances. No, like, um, it's, it's interesting because I've actually, like, I don't know if, I think I may have heard those questions somewhere and I really was trying to dig deep, but I don't know if I have three, but. I know for me, like right now, I'm grinding through a lot of stuff. Um, You know, my I've been married a long time. My marriage isn't perfect. Like I'm an imperfect man. I'm kind of an asshole. Sorry, you know, for cursing on your podcast here, but like I can be an asshole, especially to my wife. Um, You know, I can I can not have the patience I need as a man, and like I can I can cut corners. I can like, and so for me, a lot of my focus is really recognizing like what an honor it is to be a husband and a father and the the with that honor comes duty and recognizing that duty and recognizing how blessed i am to be in the situation i'm in and not squandering a moment of it um and so for me i've been we, we bought this insane house i i and before I was in the financial world, I was a contractor, um, so I know how to do all like everything on home. So I'm remodeling my own home, and, it, and it's taking tons of my time, and it's super slow. But like for me, it is so there's so much fulfillment, and being able to provide for my family. And um, I, I don't know, it's been like the last 12, 14 months for me. I, like I just that's been my biggest motivating factor is just like that sense of duty to my family and, uh, and the, the honor that comes with it.
0: Yeah. No, I get you on that. It's, um, you know, I like that you mentioned that you're not a perfect man, you know, and, yeah. and I know a lot of us kind of can get in our heads that like, Oh, look what I've done. Yeah. Look what I've, look what I've done, you know, and I've done all these extra things, but it may still not be, I don't want to say not enough, but it, it may not be the right things. Yeah. It, you know, and I've noticed that for myself because um, you know, and I've even said this, you know i I never have a problem doing the dishes or laundry and all the typical stuff that they say men don't want to do, whatever. I grew up with a great dad that that taught me that those are things that you share in the household. It's not the woman's job or the man's job. you share these things and um, and so, I can get caught up in that sometimes thinking, well, I'm a catch. You know, like I do these things. Hello, you know, but, but and I never say that. Right. Sure. But like in my head, sometimes I can catch myself thinking like, yeah, why are you upset with me? You know, yeah. like <laughs> I do all these yeah. great things, but um, that's not the right way to think about it. Right. You, yeah. We need to take that energy that we're putting into things that should just be our baseline yeah. and, you know, add to it. And and I love that you mentioned that. I love that. Uh, and also the fact of you being a contractor before. Um, just because you know how to do it doesn't mean you want to, right? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm about to spend some big money because I'm just tired. Right? I, I
1: don't, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I I do enjoy this, but holy cow, I'd yep. enjoy sheetrock on my walls a whole
0: lot more. So yep. I'm exactly. going to start writing checks. I, um, and my dad taught me that, too, because my dad grew up subcontracting and the yeah. an electrician, and he, he's got an awesome job now. But I, I grew up being his gopher. I'd carry oh, around yeah. his tool bag and yeah. help him out with little things here and there and make sure he didn't get electrocuted, you know, things <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, And – he did. He taught me that he said, either know how to do it or make enough money to be able to pay someone else to yep, do it. Yeah. And that's the kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I want to make the money because I don't want to like yeah. my time is. And you're realizing this, too. Like, I'm sure you get your fa- your family involved, but um, it, your time's more valuable. Just yes. like what you were talking about. Yeah. You get into these projects and you're like, oh, I can do it. I can totally do it. And you're like, but I don't want to. Yeah. I want to do these other things, yeah. you know. And so uh, that that's a really good point that you bring up and and you don't have to have three things that drive you i just say three things you know just sure to, yeah. but but i i, I like question. that the the family the family aspect and and wanting to grind it out for them yeah you want to be a successful entrepreneur yeah you want to put a roof over their heads yeah. literally you're putting yeah. you're building a house <laughs> yeah you know, while we you're, live you're, in you're, it while yeah. you live while <laughs> you live in it so <laughs> yeah. i'm sure you wake up with like drywall <laughs> dust on things oh dude and... <laughs> yeah you have no idea <laughs> so uh, uh, i can't imagine saint, by the way yeah i can't imagine um but yeah, and then, yeah, and then your wife's putting up with, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. my, my wife, uh, she's been asking me to to paint something in our house for forever, and I'm like, I know how to do it, I just, <laughs> I just haven't done it yet. I wish it was uh, just paint for us, man, but no, right.
1: it's like we've been, I've been promising her a master bedroom forever, and mm-hmm. the room's there, the framing's done, electrical's in, I just got a sheetrock it, and it's sat for like the last four weeks, and I've just well, been too busy. But it's
0: to- not just sheetrock, you have to sheetrock, tape. oh yeah like yeah yeah no it's (laughs) when people (laughs) say i just gotta put up sheetrock it's Uh, like there's this whole process behind it and i'm like oh
1: flooring and then i gotta do the master bathroom yeah so um (laughs) i do enjoy that stuff i will do i'll still do a lot of the project myself Mm -hmm. but i yeah i there's some stuff i'm definitely gonna start paying people to do just because i i don't have the time business is business is demanding a lot which is good like i business is thriving that's another thing like you know talking about duty um Uh, somehow God's grace, like divine intervention. I've been able to create a career path where I work with the coolest people in the freaking world. Like I do, all of my clients are in the outdoor industry. Um, You know, if you elk hunt, you hunt out West, like, you know, you're, you're wearing clothes that have been created by clients. You're using calls that have been created by clients. Like it's, and so I get to spend a lot of time. IE we're here at the expo right Mm -hmm. now in Salt Lake city running around things that I would just, paid to do normally as an individual but now i'm here with clients running around having a blast so like um yeah i i'm hustling as much as i can trying to trying to stay ahead of things in the financial world and like help clients be successful in this industry and that's that's that's, that's, the reward is just so cool yeah so
0: that's awesome well just to wrap it up here i want to i want to ask you a question what are you looking forward to most in 2022
1: hmm 2022 well i'm about to draw a bunch of tags here at the expo so
0: (laughs) (laughs) aka he just spent a bunch of money at the expo (laughs) yep
1: pretty much my business paid for our airbnb and then everybody gave me cash i'm like ooh, i got 600 bucks to but to to to, to gamble with here on some tags that's awesome Uh, but uh you know um so there's hunting season this fall and i'm i'm jacked i i like i have a elk sized wound in my heart that i need to go fill um but uh, in idaho and uh, it's funny because you asked this question and i haven't really thought about it but uh, um in idaho there's a lake up there called priest lake mm-hmm. and the very north end of priest lake is just as remote as it possibly gets and there's this amazing campground with a gorgeous beach and um it's booked out like you can reserve that place nine months in advance and it's booked out like people stay up till midnight to book the campsites and my wife was able to figure out the the system and so we booked two campsites for two weeks straight at that lake this summer and it'll be the first time my family camps that long we love it it's just we're literally camping on the beach in the most beautiful part of the country Um, and we've got friends coming from all over the country to come camp so it's like we've been talking about that anticipating that that's probably that's, that's probably one of the things I'm looking forward to the most this year is that that
0: experience with my family that's awesome I won't repeat the name so if you didn't hear it too bad but <laughs> 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 sounds like an awesome place it is um, it's, it's amazing yeah those family camp outs and you know I love going out and kayaking and I'm, yeah. I'm slowly starting to learn how to um, fly fish a little bit Caught my yeah. first trout this last year that so boy um you know just going out with the family and and, and being on the lake not yeah. much of, of a beach guy myself just Cause you know, we, we burn so easy, but, um, (laughs) but I do love lakes. I love being out in the mountains. I love, I love spending time with family. So that, that's an awesome highlight that you're looking to uh, this upcoming year. And then hopefully you'll feel that tag, right? I better <laughs> yeah, I <stick laughs> were you able it. to get
1: one uh, a tag no, Idaho. Uh, well Idaho yeah I'll get one because I'm a resident um, oh, okay but I should draw Montana I'm putting in for a few other states too that um, have some random draws and then, cool. then the handful that I'm gonna get here this weekend so awesome count on those <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> just a just a buffalo hand tag hand and a moose tag um, so
0: that's awesome well cool yeah. well um, where can people find you
1: uh, you can hit me up on social media, Bynum Life um, on Instagram, and uh, you know my my business website is uh, Finn f i n outfitters.com. dot Stands for Financial Outfitters Group. That's that's me. But um, yeah, look me up on Bynum Life. Shoot me a message. I. I'm not, you know, a big time on social media, so I don't have, uh, you know, people managing my accounts or anything, right. so you get, you get a weird response, sorry, that's me, yep, <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> that's awesome, Well, yeah. I really appreciate you being on today, I taking yeah, the time out of, you know, working with clients and everything, being here at the Hunt Expo and uh, um, coming in from Idaho. Yeah, know? no, and, I love
1: uh, it, dude, thank you. Uh, I know we've been trying to do this for a little while now, so it's cool that we're able to connect to do it in person, so. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, dude. Awesome Keep up the stuff. good work, man.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Um, go check them out over at social media, Bynum Life. Well, that's with a Y. And uh, as I always say, guys, get out, live your life, and love it. Thanks again for tuning in today, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed making the conversation. And again, I apologize for the changes in the audio. I'm still new at this, <laughs> and uh, I'm working on the in-person podcast, which I'm looking forward to having more of them. Uh, coming up here and yeah go check Jeff out I'll leave the links down below to his social media and to his uh, his company so that you guys can give him a call and see if he's the route you want to take to help you make better decisions as you're prepping for whether it be just getting outside with your family or backpacking or hunting uh, whatever it is chasing that time rather than dollars and making your money work for you. Again, I don't run ads. Please go check out the links down below. If you need any gear, that's stuff that I've used, I don't try and sell you guys anything, especially if I haven't used it. Uh, But everyone, all the companies down below are amazing companies to work with, great customer service, amazing products, and things that I trust while I'm out hunting in the backcountry, backpacking with my family, whatever it may be. And also leave a review. If you guys leave a review, down below at the email, redbeardoutdoors1 at gmail.com. And I will send you something in the mail out of gratitude. And thank you so much for your support, everyone. And uh, as I always say, get out, live your life, and love it.